Hello and welcome to this bonus episode of Boots Presents Taboo Talk, the podcast that asks the taboo health and wellness questions so you don't have to. I'm Vogue Williams and I'm delighted to be presenting this one-off special episode which goes live on the 18th of October, International Menopause Awareness Day. I'm joined by three amazing guests who will be discussing their experiences of perimenopause and menopause, covering everything from what happens in your body and why to managing symptoms and finding support when you need it. We pre- Previously covered this subject in series two and that episode was such a huge success that we decided we needed to do more to help destigmatize this totally natural biological process. I mean, I learned a lot from that episode, particularly as half the world's population will go through this. And if I hear one more man ask what the menopause is, I am going to set fire to the school curriculum. I mean, why are people not taught this stuff? And it's not just men. I mean, I didn't really know much about it either. So seeing as we are overwhelmingly not taught this stuff, here are some of the facts. Perimenopause is when your body starts transitioning to menopause. It's when your menstrual cycle can get irregular and erratic in preparation to stop altogether. It can start anytime from your mid-30s to your mid-50s and usually lasts from four to eight years, but everyone is different. Menopause is officially reached when you have had no menstrual cycle for 12 months. Boots are founding partners of the organisation Gen M, which has defined an eye-watering 40 plus signs and symptoms associated with every stage of menopause. These include such delights as low libido, anxiety, brain fog, fatigue, hot flushes and insomnia. There is some good news though, managing all of those is totally possible. You'll discover more about how to do that during the pod and also in the services roundup at the end of the episode. And as always, please do remember to rate, review and subscribe if you enjoy the show. So let's get started. First up, we have Shappy, who is a comedian and author who has appeared on pretty much every celebrity panel show on TV, whose Edinburgh shows are regularly sold out, and who has written three books, yes, three, and who's currently touring with her comedy show, It Was the 90s. We're also incredibly lucky to have Sally Phillips with us, a multi-award-winning British actress, comedian and producer. Sally has created, written and appeared in groundbreaking TV shows like Veep and Alan Partridge, as well as over 40 films, including all three Bridget Jones films as the hilarious sweary Shazer. And our illustrious panel is completed with broadcaster, author and entrepreneur Andrea McLean. Andrea left ITV's Loose Women in 2020 after 13 years to focus on her female empowerment business. This girl is on fire. She's also the author of the Sunday Times best-selling book, Confessions of a Menopausal Woman. Everything you want to know but are too afraid to ask. Welcome, welcome, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us. So, Shavi, when did you first notice symptoms? Um, you know what? Just this second, halfway through your question, an idea <laughs> went out of my head and uh, came into my head and went out of my head just as quickly. I am... Um, it got to a point where I would be talking about a dear friend, not an acquaintance, and I had no prayer of remembering their name. And I thought, okay, this is odd. This is a very strange thing. And I um, I thought, something's going on. And the perimenopause, there's very little information, very little next to none. Um, you're not told about it growing up. This really um, obsessive uh, culture of keeping women young and prizing youthfulness, I think, has made us not talk to younger women about it. It should be so ordinary. I was at Glastonbury one year and this woman came out of her tent. That's so young of you to be at Glastonbury. Thank you. Yes. I'm so impressed. She just dropped that in. Yeah. Yes, I have. um, I I didn't go this year, but I I have been in my late 40s. And she came out of her tent and I said, you all right? She goes, oh gosh, yeah, I'm going through menopause. So you know what that's like, got a hot flush and I I had no idea what she was talking about. I was 32. I don't know why she thought I would. However, I remember loving the fact... That she came out with it. That she came out with it. Because as a younger woman, I feared that time where... Well, I don't want to stop coming to Glastonbury. I don't want to stop being in amongst it. I don't want anyone to go, what's that old lady doing there? I will be that person. (laughs) Actually, weirdly, it's probably more convenient to not be menstruating at Glastonbury. (laughs) 
it should the be toilets are legendarily <laughs> awful. <laughs> That's very true. You actually, Sally, had a great line about symptoms. You said that there are 32 menopausal symptoms, but you had 34 of them. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't realise I was going through the menopause. I was doing a, a film and... Uh, the director had had an awful menopause and really wanted to put in a chat between two of the lead characters about the menopause to just kind of normalise it in the middle of this road movie. And she said, can you help me write it up? So we're in Paris staying in a hotel. So I sort of go, I was like, I'm definitely not going through the menopause because I am having periods. We all know that if you're having periods, you are fertile as the day is long. So I started Googling the symptoms and I realised I had nearly all of them apart from the hot flushes. And I had just thought that was the stress of going through divorce. I thought, because, you know, feeling a bit rubbish and forgetting where you are. Is forgetfulness a real, like, part of it? Yeah, forgetting nouns. Looking at a chair and thinking, oh, my word. Yeah, apparently that's, and it comes back, apparently. But it's just, well, as your body adjusts. Have you had Mm. it? Oh, totally. Yeah, totally. Forgetting really, really obvious, yeah, friends' names and all all the rest of it, yeah. It's quite something, and... I modelled it up with, because I have ADHD, and that was diagnosed a bit earlier, and I thought, oh, this is ADHD. But then I talked to other women with similar symptoms, and I finally understood what was going on when I spent an entire day of my life crying on the phone to my bank, trying to sort out my internet banking. And I kept... That is stressful. I kept ringing different departments and sobbing to these poor 20-somethings down the road. And and then going on Twitter to rant about it. And you know, like when people overshare on social media, like it's their diary. I was writing that about not being able to sort out my banking. Like, you know, mental health is really important. And these people are messing with my mental health. And then uh, uh, the next morning, I booked a GP appointment. That 90% of women book GP appointments because of things like that happening. Um, they call the symptoms sufficiently bothersome and then they go and book um, their doctor. So you obviously found like it was really affecting your own mental health. Did I you? think the whole staff of HSBC found it sufficiently bothersome. <laughs> Were they good listeners? <laughs> They're exceptionally kind. <laughs> uh-huh. There's nothing worse than when you lose it on the phone to somebody like that and it's like, that's it. I'm crying now. <laughs> I do find though it's like the symptoms of when you just have have a baby as well. You do you forget things, you're exhausted. What are other symptoms that you had? Well, for me, my mum started going through the menopause at, at forty when she was just coming up to forty. That's young. Yeah. So um we we didn't know that was what it was. We just knew my mum, who was normally quite a a placid, quiet lady um was being really shirty with us really yeah. and i'm saying the word shirty but you know what i mean i've um, never heard that term shirty yeah she's been she was being quite cross and and grumpy and um we just thought cuz she'd given up smoking so we thought maybe it was to do with that cuz that's enough to make anybody you know feel grumpy and cross and then one day so it was in the 80s and um she lost it with my dad in the car, which is not like her at all. My parents are Glaswegian. So um, my dad, he stopped the car and my sister ran in the back of the car and he turned around and we were like this. And he said, girls, your mum's going through the change. So we're going to need to be patient. We had no idea what he was talking about. At least he knew, though. Well, he just knew it was the change. Yeah. And that was kind and that was all that I was ever told. About yeah. the menopause, the problem was I had just watched Teen Wolf, and the only <laughs> bit of changing that I knew about was changing into a wolf. And actually, when I look back on how my mum was behaving, it was really similar. I mean, it wasn't quite howling at the moon, but it was. She was angry. She was very yeah. angry. Um, but we 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 joked about it as mum became you know older, and I I, I was older, and she said. At that time, she went to her GP, who was a man, and basically went, this is just part of your life. You just need to put up with it. And she got nothing. And then we moved house because we moved around a lot because of my dad's job. And the next doctor she went to was a woman who went, absolutely, you're you're starting the menopause, even though yeah. you're, you're just 40. So young. And she was put on HR, HRT. So for me, when I was 38, 39, um, I, the first symptoms that, that I got, I was also... Um, 
I just had a baby, so I thought maybe it's post-pregnancy and this sort of thing. But you got symptoms just after having a baby. Yeah, no. because what a lot of people don't realise is that when your hormones, just before the crash, they yeah. sometimes they fade, you can have a huge surge of them. So yeah. I unexpectedly got pregnant because I'd had to have <gasps> fertility treatment to get pregnant with my first. So they call it the okay. change of life baby. Exactly. Yeah. And Jerry you Blair. Hyper. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So I didn't think that I could get pregnant, but I... Yeah, I was a, a little bit reckless and ta-da! You got a prize! <laughs> yeah. But do you find though, speaking to your your mom and your dad mm. have spoken about it, but do you find speaking to friends and family has, has helped with your symptoms so they know what's going on and they don't think you're absolutely crazy? Well, obviously I worked on loose women for a long time, so I was yeah. surrounded by menopausal women, so we talked about everything. <laughs> so actually that was quite useful. I was, when I joined, I was one of the, the younger ones. And then obviously I was there for such a long time. By the time I left, I was, I was in my fifties. So I was kind of bang on in terms of the age of the, the panel and the crew. Yeah. Um, so it was, it was something that was, was discussed a lot in a kind of abstract way, but not so much, you know, in a, I'm feeling this today. My biggest thing was night sweats and then hot flushes arriving, obviously, while being on the telly, which is not, ideal because it gets very hot explain a hot flush okay um have you all had hot flushes I have had a few. I, haven't, I didn't have that many you haven't had any have you I think I'm starting to because I, I went out um, a couple of weeks ago I had two glasses of red wine and all night I couldn't sleep it felt like I was fire from the inside yeah. out and um, I told my neighbour and she goes, oh, that, that will be the menopause I was like what and I looked it up and of course I read immediately that red wine can trigger hot flushes so I'm like, oh, really? So cruel. Must I so give cruel. Up that pleasure? Back on the vodka. Back on the vodka. Red wine is such a, <laughs> you know, such a pleasurable thing for me. And I had one glass the other night with my partner and he went to pour me another one. I was like, darling, those days are gone. <laughs> Otherwise I'll lose all mm. of my sleep. So I've never had it. I haven't had it yet. I'm sure I will in the day. What are yours yeah. like? You had them on air. Yeah, that was interesting. So you'd be in the middle of like, like now you're sitting yeah. discussing and obviously you because I'm hosting the show, I'm aware of timings and it's live TV. So we had a studio audience as well. And there's a lot going on. And then you could just feel the heat starting to build and build and build and build. And the sweat would be right around my hairline. It'd be running down my back. I couldn't raise my arms because it was just terrible. Um, but then two really lovely wardrobe ladies, uh, when I sort of said to them, oh my God, I'm absolutely dripping. Um, top tip, they came running out with some little panty liners oh, and yeah. stuck them under the armpits. And they said, don't be embarrassed about this. We do this for men all the time on live yeah. telly, stick the panty liners under the armpits. Game changer. Yeah. So I just used to do that every day. We just stick them in. And it was like... It was like having a lucky penny in your handbag. Just because you knew it was there, sometimes you didn't sweat so much because you weren't yeah. nervous sweating, if that makes sense. So, yeah, top you know, tip for everyone. Just go out and keep them in your bag. Yeah. Available in boots. Yeah, panty liners <laughs> available in boots. Yes. But you, yeah. all, you all have jobs that you have to remember things. Like you're on stage, you're on stage, you're in movies, you're mm. on TV and you have to remember lines. Is that like, did it affect your jobs? I have to write everything down. I forget. Oh, I forget names. I'll I'll be rummaging around in my brain like an old lady looking through a drawer, throwing things out, thinking, "No, I know this. I know this." Um, yeah, it it does. But I think if you keep your notes in front of you, um, well, you can't work have around. notes in front of you. Yeah, I haven't had any pr problems remembering lines. Actually, I was just thinking that, but I do forget words for you know chair, the chair. yeah, and things <laughs> like that. I have whole conversations with girlfriends where we'd be like oh my god that's that person that was in that thing you know the one yeah, the, yeah. The, the one from that yes, thing yeah and this is what I've taken the mickey out of my mother for for much of my life and now I'm turning into exactly that my mum will go um oh yeah exactly what you said or like mummy what's for dinner we've got um We've got some rice. Well, yeah, but what, just rice and whatever. Uh, yeah. Not remembering the name of no, natural, chicken or uh, yeah. whatever. Yeah, or I was going to say yeah. Persian food, but then I realised that you, you can't remember the name of any Persian food. Right anything. <laughs> That's but, the thing. So you're getting fantastically wise, of course, because mm. with menopause comes wisdom, of as, course. All, <laughs> as all women know. Of course. Um, but you haven't got any of the words to express the huge wisdom. So it's sort of stuck inside you, like kind of wisdom constipation. And you can't transmit it, you know, like now. That. 
I could change all your lives for the better right now, but my if, vocabulary has failed. It's just, it's just gone. I had terrible night sweats, terrible. To, and I did actually, after having babies, I used to get yes. loads and loads of water retention. And so I'd be sort of two stone over. And then in one night, I'd lose a stone. Yeah. But the bed would be soaked. Yeah. And so that's what I started having. It's absolutely disgusting. Oh, like God. you like wake up as if you'd fallen, fallen in a pond. Yeah. And it's not Every, just the sheets or the pillowcase. It's the duvet and everything. the pillow. Oh, everything oh, soaked. soaked. Absolutely. Very expensive to dry yeah. clean a, a duvet. Very expensive. It is. <laughs> yeah. And your husband's not going to do it. You'll no, have to no, it's it yourself. Yeah, well, exactly. I took my duvet to the laundrette to be done and then... Um, and then it was shut and then I took my duvet home and I realised I've just taken my duvet out for a walk. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you smelled better. <laughs> duvet was happy. <laughs> you you said you were like a, a slug in fog. Has that lifted a slug in fog. Yeah, I mean, I, um, it, it's, so as a stand-up, so I was on tour and I... I'm really upfront with my audience because my style is, it lends itself to that. You know, yeah. I'm not, a, you know, I, my, my, my persona on stage is the same as now, but probably a bit bigger. And I found it a sweet relief to be very, very upfront about it. And the good thing about the menopause, it does happen when you're older. So you are more confident. You care zero about what other people think of you, really. And so I'm really confident in saying I, you know, haven't, you know, who knows what will happen? I don't have a structure. Let's just go ahead yeah. and have some fun and hope for the best. But if I was doing like a more serial, like I did a, a keynote speech recently. And again, I was really upfront about it. I'm going through the menopause. My memory's not great. I'm going to have notes. Yeah. You know, I am talking to you, but I'm going to have some notes because I think it's better that I make, you know, say everything mm. rather than it's not a memory test. No I do feel say. though that since like people have started speaking out about it, like people are learning more about it, but bosses and work are learning more about it. And actually you need to just take that into account that like women are not becoming more forgetful. It's just because of yeah. the menopause and to just give them and a little bit of, yeah, yeah, give them a bit of slack for that. They're going to come back. Because we're so <laughs> nervous, aren't we? Because I mean, we all, you know, when you're younger, you have this thing of people writing you off because oh, I've got painters and decorators in. The idea that yes. our bodies make us uh, useless. Less capable, definitely. And we fought so hard to be sort of considered equals. Um, it is good that we're talking about the menopause more, but at the same time, I can't help being feeling a bit nervous that there's like another reason to dismiss us because of our bodies. I'll well, take a bodies, few days for the menopause. Our bodies are, <laughs> our bodies are amazing. Yeah. Mm. I mean, really amazing. We do the most we, stuff with our bodies, make, thank you very much. Yeah, and we have, Andy. you know, greater endurance and we can mm. put up with more. I mean, that's been proven. Yeah. You know, for you though, you you figured out, obviously when you were doing that movie off the rails yeah. that you were going through the menopause. How did it affect perimenopause you were going through when you yeah, were doing off the rails? I how, presume, yeah. Yeah, and yeah, I know. How did that affect your daily life? Rea the realisation that I was going through it. Yeah. Um, well, I'm going to tell you, this was really embarrassing. So I'd started a new relationship and I thought I was pregnant. Oh, no. I was pregnant. And I was like, oh, no. Oh, no. How is he going to take that? Fortunately, he's a very nice guy. I was like, how is he, how is he going to take that? Like, I can't tell him. And um, went out and bought some pregnancy tests and they said negative. I'm like, but I'm... 20 days late. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I just need to wait another week. And then uh, then eventually, sort of about, you know, day 42, I got my period, but it was like I had, you know, a paper cut. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, this is weird. That's wow. just spotting. I'm definitely incubating the most gigantic <laughs> baby. <laughs> and, um, oh, gosh. And then it, it just was, it just felt really embarrassing in a new relationship to go, actually, I don't think I'm pregnant. I think I'm. Going through the menopause or starting the official bit. Nice news for him. Nice news finished for you. as a fertile option. Yeah, it felt it did feel quite weird. And then, and then you go, well, you know, there's an upside to this that you know contraception could be a bit easier. So I bought these ovulation uh, sticks available oh, yeah. at Boots, yeah. <laughs> and um, discovered I just simply wasn't ovulating. Like wow. was at no stage. I was constantly pissing on this. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> What's going on? Like no sign of, no sign of life. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and yeah, so um but so then I went, oh okay, so I'm 
so I'm going through the menopause. So maybe I don't, I've been on antidepressants, been through this hideous mm. divorce and things really tough. I said, well, maybe I don't need the antidepressants. Maybe I need HRT. So I then booked a doctor's appointment. And by that stage, we had a fair bit of feminist rage about we're all being put on <laughs> put on uh, antidepressants when what we really yeah. need is HRT. Yeah. Stopped taking the antidepressants, went in. And then the doctor had just prescribed HRT and not antidepressants. And I had the most massive crash. Oh, really? So- and ended up had that sort of had your bank thing, but in the pharmacy. Bursting oh. into tears, going. <laughs> she said she was going to prescribe antidepressants as well. So I'm doing both, and I don't know which is which, and I don't know how much is the fact that life is tough, and how mm, much is mm. hormonal. Okay, yeah. I don't know, but I just know that now I'm, you know, I can I can get through the day better. Crying yeah. is quite intense. The crying was quite yeah. intense, and the crying has simmered down, which is great. Okay. What nice. about the rage? Because that does yeah. still. I, I saw a lady in the post office a few weeks ago, and I wanted, I wanted to go up to her and give her a hug and yeah. say, "You, there are things you can take, and even if you don't want to take HRT, you can." She would have hit you. you. No, I know. I didn't. I didn't go anywhere near her, but I watched her from afar, screaming at the lady behind the counter, oh, no. screaming at her teenage son, losing her yeah, mind. And I thought, I've been where you are. I can recognise what you're going through but it doesn't have to be that way but I was too scared to speak to yeah, her. Yeah I think it's really hard um, probably well so I'm now 52 but I think it, my early 40s I wish I'd known that that was starting to happen Yeah, mm. because you think it's all to do with if you're having regular periods you don't really think about it Yeah, and I, and you know and you, you can have this car crash of kids going through puberty just as you're going through the menopause yeah. and that's really really tough like the whole household is hormonal highs and lows and none of you can cope you're all in fight or flight and exhaustion and Mm. Um, it is great to know the symptoms that I'm actually thinking about one of my friends I'm like maybe that's what's happened yeah there's, maybe there's so yeah. much like that you can what our bodies do is amazing but also can be debilitating and it's so important to have this awareness that we have like the woman that you saw losing it with her kids and all of this that that's not that person's personality that, I mean, mm. it might be. Yeah, some people are awful. Some people are awful. awful. <laughs> but what I've found lately... I am. Yeah. <laughs> awful. You are This was pre-menopause. <laughs> Horrible. Vile. But your honesty is refreshing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but crying aside, I f- have found... Because both my children have said to me, you don't shout anymore, which is lovely. Um, and I feel like I am... I loved being 10 years old. Being 10 years old was the best. And I feel like I've got that personality back again because after that puberty happened, oh, Shappy's grumpy, she's got no patience, anger management issues, (laughs) all of this stuff. And now I realise I'm not, it's not my personality. And now that, you know, with HRT and awareness and all the other things that aren't chemical that I do, like go running, also available at Boots. <laughs> um, but I can't pretend I'm not sad. I, did have an, I don't have ways of sadness about the, the baby thing. Yeah. Um, also because, you know, I've been out with boyfriends who are younger than me and that was always an option with us and that is no longer an option. So then I got to a point where I you know, met a lovely chap who's younger than me and immediately the baby thing, like on date one, oh, is going to, yeah, that's not going to happen. And and also, you know, I've got two children, but the fact that I absolutely can't anymore. Um, yeah, has, she's a lovely mum. You should yeah. see her with her kids. You're an absolutely lovely mum. You Aww. are. So I can see why that's the sadness. It is. It's something it, you do really well. Had I known how much I would love it. I would have yeah. started at 16. But pup- <laughs> puppies are, are in my life. And yeah. I, I'm, I find dogs a massive help. But that's something that is not talked about enough. How, what a brilliant remedy dogs are for mm. the menopause. They're actually yeah. menopause, P-A-W-S, groups. Oh, Did you know that? No. Yeah. There are, yeah. So we have, we have four. How many dogs do you have? <laughs> Well, we, have one. <laughs> we have one, but my the dog before the dog I've got now, I bought around that time yeah, yeah. because, and I, I do think it was because my hormones were changing and I could smell babies in the air. Now, this is going to yeah. sound crazy for anyone listening who 
doesn't know what I'm talking about. But it was, I could smell them. I could smell mm. that top of a top baby of head, head thing. smell. Yeah. And every part of my body wanted another baby. And I do yeah. think it was that last surge. So I, I got a dog yeah. and he was my boy. Sadly, he, he died a few years ago. So when we've got another dog now, but absolutely he, yeah. he was my midlife Baby. I can't, I totally get where you're coming because I've I've just had my third baby and I'm like I don't know if I want a fourth but I don't want to admit to myself that there's not going to be a fourth so I'm mm. like maybe I'll have another one even though I know I probably won't because I'm exhausted but like it's the same that that does happen then because when you can't I suppose it's just like oh now it's, I want one it's it yeah it's it's that ah need to nurture something mm, like yeah. small and and uh, not just puppies but other things have happened like I'm currently currently um, upcycling an old bookcase. <laughs> And it's making things, making things, nurturing like objects into a shape I can use. Um, I made my poor boyfriend drag this massive branch home from the park. So you could whittle it. Spoons. Are you whittling spoons? Oh my word. I'm making a handbag stand. It's really got you bad. You're making (laughs) a handbag stand. Yes, I'm going to make a stand for my handbags. But then I lied on Twitter and said that I'm using it for a bug hotel. I don't know why I'm lying. But... (laughs) I just felt that, yeah, I just have this need to... Princess of darkness. Yeah, no, that's interesting. I, I th- What do you think about this as a theory? Because I've noticed men going through the andropause start to look up at the... start to get into astronomy and space. Oh, I've not noticed and like, it, it, Well, this is, I'm wondering if it's more general, if it's just people I know. And women start to look down into the earth and get the plant identification app oh, and flowers gardening. What do you think? I've not come across no, no. saying that, but that's no. really interesting. Maybe it's just Amanda Yanucci <laughs> and oh. Brian Cox and Robin Ince. I don't know. There is, though, uh, quite a stigma around it, I think, and it's great that we're all talking about it, but you, Sally, did a movie, How to Please a Woman, and it deta- deals with the subject of desire and sex for women at this stage in their life. Mm. How important do you think it is that we address that and that we see it as a thing? Because I've heard that there's a loss of libido. That's another Symptom. So, or the reverse. Oh, really? Yeah. Or you become a complete nymphomaniac. Really? Mm. Yeah. <laughs> the two was not in that one. So, which one are you, girls? I know. <laughs> it depends where we are. Um, it depends. Where, but yeah. actually, I had after my third child, so ten years ago. I think I was starting to. I think having the baby triggered the beginning of symptoms because I. This is embarrassing. I did. Am I? I did find sex in, is so incredibly uncomfortable I didn't want it. Oh, really? And I think that was to do with perimenopause. Yeah. And that was obviously, you know, really problematic for my relationship. You see, it would be. And it's like before yeah. I even knew about anything to do with perimenopause and stuff, you would just think that women just get bored because they're, they're not... But it's not about not being into sex. It's just literally you lose, in some cases, your libido. Or sometimes or, or it just pain. really hurts. It really hurts. And then it just feels like a lot of weight to... I mean, for me, it felt like a, I'm being much more open than I planned. <laughs> <laughs> but for happens. me, it just felt, uh, you know, like there was so much on me at that time was I just very heavy I had a yeah he had also put on a lot of weight and I was like can you just get in shape because this is not you know if you want me to but, I mean the, there was so much on me so there's you've had this baby you've been through all of that you're breastfeeding and yeah. you're trying to get the kids to school and feed everybody and keep the house clean and have a job and then they're not wanting sex is your fault and you have to sort that out You've got a problem. What is it? Is Sometimes it vaginismus? Is it, you know, is it, you know, do you know what, what's, yeah. what's wrong with me? And then you go to the doctor and the doctor's like, yes, something's wrong with you. You have to take this. And I just felt really angry yeah. about, about You've all of that. You've on your place. Yeah. Yeah, because you feel I, like, can't he do something? Yeah, because yeah. it's like, can't he be... Get sexier. Get sexier. (laughs) Because it's a a horrible feeling, um, feeling that you're letting someone down because you're not bonking them enough. Yeah, that is horrible. And that's a really unsexy feeling. And so if you're, I mean, I don't know what it's like to be in a long marriage or marriage for longer than two years. But I find that I can't talk about this to my friends who are going through the same but have been in long relationships. Yeah. But I, you know, I, I'm a single mum and I've, you know, I've, I've really enjoyed the relationships that I've had and now I'm in, in one that I, I want to stay in forever. But it is fairly new and 
it, I do feel that on top of everything, there's got to be the, well, he doesn't make me feel this way. We've had a chat now and it's fine. But I felt that, oh no, I'm not being the sort of jack in the box. Hiya, you know, here's your new girlfriend. <laughs> We're going to have so much fun. And I'm like, oh, I love you so much. I really fancy you, but I just want to cuddle. And that's it. And I don't know how long this is going to go on for. So can we just take all that off the table? For but now. you know, men mm. go through stuff like that as they well. Do. And it's they like do. they have they Viagra do. and like that's fine if yeah. they go through stuff like that. And But sometimes you just don't feel like it anyway. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. But also men, it's not spoken about the fact that actually it can be the other way around, that mm. actually men can lose their libido and women's it can skyrocket um, because it's more normal for women to sit around saying the complete opposite oh I just I just don't feel like it and I want him to leave me alone and for men when they're sitting together to go oh you know she's so dull actually I think the reason why it seems surprising is because nobody wants to be the one to put their hand up and go actually it's me that is poking him in the ribs going actually I'm quite feeling quite quite up for it tonight and it's him that's sighing and saying oh my god Our film was about someone whose husband no longer wanted sex with her and kept suggesting she did diet boxes. And and also, like, how important it is for your relationship health to actually have sex. It is, You know, you can, I mean, you can just deal with so much more if you're connected in that way. And that it's, I mean, it was based on a true story. There were these Sydney housewives who... Um, set up a cleaning company, all-male cleaning company, where they offered sex on the side because they weren't prepared oh, to give up on sex. Sex is important. Well, but Just because I'm 50 doesn't mean I don't want it bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but it is true. true. So uh, wait, where were you on this scale? I feel like your libido went up because I've never heard of anyone's libido going up. I've only heard of 10. Oh, it, it's yes. well I yeah. mine's gone kind of all over the place I suppose because I had a hysterectomy so I had a yeah. hysterectomy at 46 and uh, after a lifetime of endometriosis that was why I had I had mine so and I had a full hysterectomy which means uh, everything was taken out which was quite irritating because I thought I'd lose at least a stone and have a flatter tummy but that doesn't happen it made no difference um, <laughs> made no difference no I don't I understand. Am. How can you take so much out and you still weigh the same? I don't understand but, that. So I, I had my ovaries, cervix, everything. There's nothing. I genuinely thought it would leave a hole and everything else would kind of slide in. <laughs> and I guess they're tiny, aren't they? I don't know. They I guess so. They're yeah, tiny. they must be really tiny. Um, but what that Size does... Size of a Ferrero Rocher. <laughs> <laughs> two jelly beans. Exactly. Something like that. Something it's really like that, small. Yeah. <laughs> but what that means is you overnight go into full surgical menopause, which is different to a natural menopause. Did you have perimenopause before? you had that okay. I did so I was already on a low level of HRT so yeah. I thought oh I'll be fine because I'm already on uh, I was taking um, uh, transdermal estrogen gel so I was uh, rubbing it onto my skin rather than taking tablets but nothing prepares you for a surgical menopause compared to a natural one because you overnight it's your engines being removed so yeah. there was no libido there was Pain. There was Literally like the brain, next day. Uh, not the next day, but definitely within a week or so. That's amazing. Brain fog, anxiety, oh, crying. Thing. The, the whole anxiety thing. is bad. Eh? Mm. Really, and that the takes a while. To, you have to then climb out of it. Is what did you do though? Because you're already on a low dose of HRT. So what did you do? Because you just got a, a, a wallop, basically. Of yeah. it. it wasn't like it wasn't a slow build up. Yeah. I uh, I started. I've always journaled because uh, I've, I've always been a writer. So I've, and I've always kind of written down how I feel and then turned it into other things. So I started keeping a diary and I was really honest with it in terms of how I feel today, how I feel about myself, how I feel about my relationship, how I feel about everything, how I'm physically feeling, mentally feeling and everything else. And I took it to my uh, doctor who I was really lucky to get on the NHS and just said, right, this is how I'm feeling. She was brilliant. She immediately upped my dose of of mm. HRT. Yeah. Um, and I just kind of kept a track of myself because the thing with the what I take HRT wise is I take uh, estrogen, which is transdermal, so you rub it on your skin. Uh, I have pessaries because that's really important as well because you talk about pain 
during um, during sex is mainly because of the drop of estrogen. Your vaginal walls become very brittle and sore, so you can tear. Now, this sounds There's a really horrific thing called vaginal atrophy, isn't it? Yes. There? What's vaginal atrophy? Well, yeah, it, can you, it withers away. Oh no! So that, that's why because that's that a friend of mine who is in her sixties. She said to, she told me about that, and I don't know how I've scientific it, this is, but she said so. Use it or lose it. Yes. So you have yes. to keep yeah. using it to, to keep to yeah, have, keep having sex. sex, and then obviously that's where lube and stuff comes in. If you if, if it's like, a must, just, yeah, yeah. It is, because if something hurts, why on earth would you want to keep doing it? And no. then you feel bad about yourself. And then, especially if you're, you know, the most powerful tool you can have within a relationship when it comes to the menopause is communication. Yes. Because you you can be feeling what you feel and journaling your life away and chatting away to your friends. But if you don't talk to your partner about the fact that it's not that I don't fancy you, is that it really hurts. There's that as well. It's about the not fancying because I suppose it affects them as well, which you do forget. And they're probably they're worried about what you think of them when actually it's just how you're feeling for that specific yeah. moment in time. But you started, you were on the HRT. Like, does that help with everything? And does everyone have to get a different dose? So would yours be different to other people's? The, the idea that one size fits all is just n- nonsense. Yeah. Because we are four women sitting around here who are completely different and are in, in the same way that you wouldn't take the same amount of medication for something else. Why would you assume that it would be the same for yeah. your, your hormones? So that's why I use lots of, d- sort of different things. So rather than just one, that's how it works for me. I would recommend if you can um, find a really sympathetic GP who can talk you through your options so that then you can up a little bit of that, take a little bit of testosterone, you know, use a use a pessary if uh, well, I I would think it's a must actually just to keep from having vaginal atrophy and and um, even if you're not using it in case you lose it. Um, just I don't know if you wanted to go this we can far. Take testosterone. We do. We want to go can. this far. I, we once had um, uh, Meg Matthews came on uh, on Loose Women and was talking about the the menopause. She's she's brilliant. Google. Meg's menopause. Uh, she has so much information on there as well, and she said something that at the time the whole world blew up because it was so out there. Yeah. Which was the in case of the use it till you lose it. You don't need to wait for someone else. Actually, um, using it on your own. I was going to say saying, that's always an option. Is, is not only an option; nice it's array. recommended mm-hmm. because actually, what that does, and if everyone listening, seeing what she's talking about, just have a little think. Don't, don't say oh, the words out loud, but you know the thing. Yes, um, because what that does, if you if you think about it, if you go to the gym and you're using a muscle and you're mm. exercising, you're making yourself strong. If there's a part of your body that is not being regularly used, it, it stands to reason that nature will go. Oh, it's okay. We don't we don't need to yeah. make this moist. Make it do the things that it should do. So it won't work as well. So you need you do need to keep using it so or that you'll lose it. my sex life has always been great. <laughs> <laughs> it's not you, it's me. I'm much hotter. Um, but, but, it's, uh, but genuinely, I, I did uh, several charity events for a sexual health charity. And then at the end, instead of like people are very kind, sometimes they give you a bouquet of flowers, but they'd they'd give us all um, vibrators. Yeah. And there was, um, I did it three years in a row. And each year there was a male comedian on who'd say to me Shappy honestly me and my wife have no use for this and he'd give me his gift and I have so many vibrators now so but did his wife know he was giving them away that was a bit presumptuous of him oh yeah because Oh gosh! Now I'm being a bad wife <laughs> no, and husband no, no, to her. You're as well. not, no. no, it wasn't like that. But what I found really interesting was I have been in relationships before when I kind of stopped fancying the partner, but I didn't stop fancying other men. Yeah. And now I know this is different because I absolutely like my poor boyfriend. And no, don't get me wrong, things are great, but just like it can be literally the few days before my periods due to arrive, I just don't feel like yeah. a sexual being. I feel like a carpenter. Oh, I'm not saying a carpenter can't be a sexual being, but I've borrowed an electric saw from my neighbour that I'm really looking forward to using this evening. Like I will look forward to that more than a lovely romantic dinner for two. What was so funny is I started using this cycle tracker app on your phone so you can log your periods. I used to you have know? that flow one. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you can see how, well, that's quite useful Yeah. when your periods, but it, it, you can bring your Apple phone to breakdown. 
Oh wow! With your perimenopausal periods, like when they're yeah. when they're coming, when <laughs> they're so not coming, funny. it's so your funny. Apple phone it's like, going, <laughs> yeah, it, it's, it didn't take long for it to go. Don't rely on me for contraception advice. <laughs> you know, you may be entering your fertile window. Then again, you may not. I mean, who knows? Who knows at this point? Your cycle is 83 days long. Your so cycle is well, at least two days long. It and you said to go, mm. you went to the doctor with all your symptoms and then you mm. got all your doses, it just changed. So that's yeah. obviously a really good thing to do. You also wrote a book, So No Times Best Hire, no less. Uh, it's called Confessions of a Menopausal Woman. Did did everything that you started talking about with, with the menopause like convince you to kind of write that book? And you were already journaling, so you had it all there. Well... I didn't want to talk publicly about going through the menopause because this was back, you know, like I said, I had the hysterectomy in, I think it was either 2016 or 2017, I can't 2016. remember. 2016. 2016, thank goodness for you. <laughs> you had that operation yeah. in 2016. <laughs> Where am I? Um, it was very different then. and But the only reason that I ended up um, speaking publicly about it was because I did a, a day job, I was going to have to take six weeks off work. And oh, yeah. so I had to explain that I wasn't going to be there. And now I had obviously asked the bosses for the time off and, and this sort of thing, but it didn't occur to me that I had to tell the whole world. Because, yeah. you know, if if you work in a bank, you don't have to tell every customer that comes in why you're not <laughs> going to be there. And it was just before uh, we were going to go on air because it's a live show. Lovely Linda Robson said, so what are you going to say today? Because you're off work from tomorrow. And I was like, I'm not going to say anything. And she said, um, well, you've got to tell them something. They're going to think you're being fired. And I hadn't even considered that. So I ended up, Linda Robson live on air. Love you, Linda, if you're listening. This literally changed my life, this moment. It was 30 seconds before the end of the show. I'm rabbiting on because I'm not going to tell anybody anything. And she cut across and she went, never mind all that. You got something to say, ain't you? Oh no! I, love that. <laughs> I, I went, oh, uh, <laughs> yes, actually. So I had to own up and say, yes, I'm having a hysterectomy. And that one thing literally changed the course of my whole life because yeah. within 24 hours, 10,000 women contacted the show, Stop. contacted me on, on social media, all desperate for what are you going to do about the menopause? How are you going to cope? And uh, I, because I, I was off work for a few weeks, I was trying to answer everybody back. This is never going to happen. Oh. It was like climbing a mountain of well, sand. going through the menopause. Well, going through the menopause and trying to cook tea for kids and being off work. And um, so I thought, right, okay, I'm a writer. I'm journaling all of this. So I went to my NHS doctor, uh, lovely Dr. Tina Pears, and just said, will you write the medical side of this for me? Because actually there's clearly a lot of women out there who need some answers. I can't give it to them. Yeah. I can give them a personal account. And... Um, that was how the idea for the book came about. Interestingly, like I say, times are really different. I mentioned it to my agent at the time and he said, absolutely not. That's the worst idea. It's career suicide. You'll never work again because no one wants to be associated with a menopausal woman because it makes you sound like you're old and past it. We're all given wow. that message. We yeah. are all given that message and it's horrific. I remember mm. going in to pitch a TV programme with Dune McKeon, who's like a big sister to me, who was in Smack the Pony and she's about eight years older than me. And I remember her opening one pitch meeting with, well, I'm through the menopause now. And me thinking, oh, no, don't stop with that. <laughs> but genuinely feeling that that, that was it. That was yeah. it. Yeah. There we go. We were done. And but were you like... just mentioning it? Yeah, that was it. Yeah. It, was, it was all over. I mean, this was like 10 years ago. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But it's important to talk about it. And I feel like it's really out in the open there now. And it's 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 normalized the whole thing and it shouldn't be a taboo at all. Yeah. And I mean when I when my when my book came out and obviously I did press for it and this sort of stuff, it literally came from a place of clearly this will help. Yeah. I'm not there was no bandwagon to jump on. Yeah. Um it was just a here you go. And actually my my press wasn't good. And the, really? no, it was, and the response was very mixed in terms of some women were, thank you very much. That's really great. And from others, it was, why the hell are you talking about this thing? Interestingly, touching what you said, Sally, we've had to fight so hard to get this far. Now it's another thing you're pointing out that we're going yeah. through. And I completely understood both, both sides. But like I say, it was, okay, all I'm doing is giving you a book with information and a personal account so that you have a balanced point of view. Use it or don't use it. Yeah. You know, I, I really don't mind. If you think it will help you take it. But it's interesting now, obviously, it's everywhere in yeah. terms of 
skincare, tablets, shampoo, um, book after book after book. book. Um, I don't know. I mean, Mm. my hair is totally different. It's like straw now. That's true. That's true. It is totally different. Oh, I've always dyed my own grey. My hair's falling out, so... I um I got this. Is that a menopause thing? Is that I a think so. Because all my yeah. all the women in my family go bald, and uh, there we are. That's my lot. But I did get some like fancy treatments through the post the other day that I'm gonna try. Yeah. But I sort of mask it with bits, not um yeah, with bits and bobs. And uh, when I'm on stage and stuff, a part of me just goes, Oh, can I just leave it? Is it all right if I just leave it and go go a little bit bald? Is that all right with everyone? And some unkind people have commented on it on on social media. It's like, oh, are you going bald? Yeah, I am a bit, actually. All the women in my family do at this age. Once they, you know, start going through the menopause. Um, But I don't know how much I care anymore. That's a great way to be, though. Well, I'm just so... Being alive is really great. Yeah. I think your first half of life, you spend trying to work out who you are and building this identity. And second half of life, you kind of realise that's nonsense. Mm -hmm. And you just let go of it again. Mm. It's this kind of ebb and flow, isn't it? So it doesn't really... I have a couple more questions. One of them is on HRT. I want to ask, are are you all on HRT? I've just gone on it. I've just gone on the gel and progesterone pills. I, I don't know if it's making much difference, to be honest. I think I'm still as cracked as I was before. I think take whatever you think is making you feel... I mean, I did, I, you know, it has been a bit mm. trial and error. I yeah. did I did do a load of stupid things in lockdown. I ordered off the, not off the dark web, off the actual <laughs> web, like an obvious, obviously dangerous hormone. I played hormone jazz with various different, various different creams during oh, wow. lockdown. Uh, that was stupid and I don't advise it. Things from America that were obviously like not a good idea. But anyway, I was just, you couldn't get to see the GP because yeah. I was in lockdown. I was like, is this menopause? I think this probably is menopause. Like when I was working out, I wasn't pregnant yeah. or ovulating. Yeah. And, what tips um, would you have for people though, who, if you are going to get stuff, what would what would you suggest for people going go through? To the, definitely, definitely go to the doctor. Definitely go to the doctor. But also, <laughs> yeah. also um, you know, not just saying this because of where we are today, um, Actually, boots is great in terms of not alternatives, but things that you can use either on its own or as well as because nutrition and vitamins and minerals and anything that you can supplement as well as HRT or or instead of or or what have you take alongside. So menopause was really good. And I used that for years. I'm actually using something else at the moment just stumbled across it and given that a go and it's working really well but yeah I still recommend that to to friends even though the symptoms are pretty bad what has come out of it that has been positive for for all of you my immense wisdom <laughs> <laughs> I, I got that as soon as you walked into the room <laughs> um for me it's not caring so much yeah it's that it, you're so right there's a freedom to not caring so much um you know, yeah, I still want to look nice and I still want to do well and all of those things. But um, I don't care so much what you think of me as I yeah. do it. Absolutely. And it, and it's such a stark reminder that this life is finite, right? Like you're actually going through physical changes. So for me, it's made me really look at my life and what I want, take loads off my plate, um, no longer fetishize busyness. I think one of the worst things we could say to ourselves is like, oh, I'm such a good multitasker. You're not meant to multitask. You're not meant to drive yourself into the ground. And also, I um, I used to run a lot and I took up running again. And it was really hard at first. And everyone said to me, because I put on a lot of weight in lockdown, everyone said, oh, but, you know, you it's much harder to lose weight at your age now. It's the menopause. I was like, do you know what? If I eat healthily and I kept running and I kept running and I took that weight off... Um, but it's a byproduct of what running does for my head. Yeah. And just being out in nature, being in the woods with my dog, getting big logs, taking them home, whittling, <laughs> whittling them into spoons. And also it's made me look at my career. I absolutely refuse to do things unless they're, I know they're going to be fun. Yeah. Um, I want to have fun. I really want to have fun. Um, sorry, that, 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 of course I do things. <laughs> that, that's 
that's I just realised what that might sound like. Like, you know, I will only do things if they are with Halle Berry. They're amusing to me. <laughs> that amuse me. No, but, but in stand-up, there's so much that you tell yourself you ought to do for the good of your career. And menopause has given me a lot more clarity, I should say, about my career. And it's given me um, this clarity that has made me think how much of my working life have I got left and what do I want to do and I'm doing a psychotherapy course next year because I thought why let this wisdom go to waste (laughs) I want to to spread my wisdom I'll tell you something this this is going to sound slightly mental but we're you know we're going through the menopause everyone knows that that's happening (laughs) but I had a real nostalgia for um, periods because I thought there is something amazing that whether we get on with each other or not, as women, our bodies find each other in a crowd mm, yeah. and go in sync. Yeah. Like that's a beautiful thing. It's incredible. Round the world, it women together, their bodies go go in sync. And we're in sync with the earth and the tides and the moon, and that's amazing. And whether or not our heads are involved. And so I think I feel now that's stopped, that I don't I realise I really don't want to lose that. So I feel much more sort of girl-oriented yeah. in a way than I ever did. Mm. I feel much more like, come on, bundle, <laughs> you know, looking out for each other. Because you, yeah. you really, really get that. Yeah. Yeah. Really and also your, your maternal instinct goes absolutely insane, as you said. The puppies thing are a good thing. But you've become, mm. you become that person who, you know, when you've just had a baby like you just have and these yeah. old women come over and go, ah! Oh, your baby, you go, just leave me alone. <laughs> but, you're, but you're totally right. I hadn't thought about it that way. And it's probably not a coincidence then that I ended up quitting my job, yeah. starting something totally different to what I'd done for, you know, I did loose for 13 years, but really I was a broadcaster for 23, um, to do something totally different, which is actually all about all about women and just making them feel good in whatever way you know I get really cross when people say oh you run a female empowerment business that literally sounds like I'm giving everyone shoulder pads and clip on earrings and it couldn't be further from what I'm doing it's literally (laughs) that's a great business (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to write that in the notes section of my phone Uh, because that's where I have to put everything because I'll forget (laughs) it by the time we leave this room Um, it's just about making women feel good so yeah you're right actually it is about uh, you want to this very maternal feeling of everything that I've learned this incredible wisdom that I have gained uh, just passing it on I've enjoyed the wiseness of all of you so thank you so much for coming on the pod thank you for having (laughs) us Well, we're going to have to wrap things up there. I'd like to say a massive thanks to our guests, Shappy, Sally Phillips and Andrea McLean. What a glorious session of stigma smashing. This subject is so important. Everyone needs to know this stuff. And I really hope a lot of listeners are feeling less terrified, even if just as sweaty. Uh, And a note to said listeners, if you're struggling with suspected symptoms of perimenopause or menopause, always speak to your GP. You can also visit the Boots online doctor, which offers everything from a menopause and HRT service to a service for vaginal dryness and weight loss there's also the Boots Health Hub through which you can access mental health support including talking therapy through support room and also CBT with online provider Livy and in store you'll find Boots's own skincare range aimed at menopausal skin called Skin Edit Boots recently became the first UK pharmacy to offer a HRT medicine without a prescription. Gina 10 micrograms vaginal tablets. They can be purchased over the counter and will not be impacted by the HRT shortage. The tablets contain estrogel and treat and relieve vaginal symptoms post-menopause. Obviously, please always read the label. Please remember to rate and review and subscribe if you enjoyed the show. It really helps to spread the word. And also look out for Series 4, which is coming very soon. Speak to you then. 